0: Welcome
1: to the Fortress. Oh, gosh. <laughs> How does it feel
0: to be in here? It feels really good. It feels like a out-of-body experience, to be honest. <laughs> Guess what, though? We've got... Um, have you ever heard of a therapy dragon? I think so. I'm
1: just going to bring him over very cautiously. He's a bit nervous. He's on my arm. Can you see this? <laughs> there we go.
0: Yeah.
1: Nope. Oh, Give him a little stroke, Pete. Give him a little stroke.
0: Oh. <laughs>
1: he's happy to see you. See? He's not scary at all, is he?
0: No, he's not. He's pretty cute, to be fair. <laughs> it's
1: only me. You have to worry
0: about Okay. Not, <laughs> at really all, Pete. not
1: at all. Not at all. It's lovely to have you in the fortress. And this... Good to be here, all, Tim. And all on a day where we've all been in a hot lather because the rumour... Just hours mm-hmm. ago, it was put to bed. But the rumour was Kylie was going to climb onto Madonna's celebration stage yeah. and do the, what, what's that segment called? The, the, the orgy.
0: I call it the orgy segment. Like pretty the, much, actually. Yeah. Pretty
1: much like an orgy. Lots of bare-bottomed dancers, yeah. bawning all over Madonna and whoever mm-hmm. the sucker,
0: I mean, the guest is at any given yeah. time. Yeah, but it didn't happen, Pete. I don't think she was going to do that, like... Kylie is too conservative to do that.
1: I can't imagine it either because at the Rebel Heart tour, you'll mm-hmm. remember Madonna uh, when she was in Australia for when she was in Brisbane and in Sydney. She sort of shouted out, "Where are you, Kylie? Where are you, Kylie?" Because mm-hmm. she wanted Kylie to do that banana. Didn't segment. she
0: um, cover um, "Can't Get Can't Get Out of My Head"? Didn't she? She did in Brisbane. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah she did.
1: And it made you realise Kylie's pretty good because Madonna's version was, yeah, definitely
0: second rate compared to Kylie. Kylie's definitely an artist that is, she's still like, don't know how to explain it, but she's still up there. Whereas Madonna isn't quite there because Kylie kind of knows how to work the system. Well, yeah, but the celebration tour has given Madonna a
1: redemption. Yes, I saw it. I saw it last month. You saw it? Yep.
0: Ah, you were in the stadium at the How was it? (laughs) I liked the show, but I feel like it could have been better. I mean, I don't care about the Madonna fans, but the ending was pretty abrupt. It was quite of, like, it wasn't the best ending, you know? She has this outfit that I don't think is the best kind of outfit to end the show.
1: So she's still doing, there's a medley, uh, a trio, isn't it? Bitch, on Madonna.
0: Yes, um, but at my celebra- show, her, her mic got cut off so she couldn't perform music. <laughs> so she, she couldn't even say goodbye to us. She was just off the stage and that was it. <laughs> was Gaga seen behind the scenes with a big pair of scissors? <sighs> That's a big debate that we got to have because Gaga has pretty much copied Madonna throughout her whole career
1: wow okay
0: more than inspiration copying. a lot more yes i mean look at star Wars: born you know she wanted a movie career like madonna had and even like have you seen madonna's interview with mtv during blonde ambition where she's um has a teacup with the ponytail
1: yum yep, yum
0: yep. yeah that is so like gaga's copied that shit so much cindy love she studied every everybody
1: but Madonna had too, you know. That's the funny. She'd studied. Yeah, all of them, Madonna did. But
0: Madonna is kind of original in a way. If you kind of get me.
1: Yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, it depends. It sounds to me like you're a bit younger because I was yeah, around twenty-three.
0: From,
1: well, there you go. So, I mean, look, <laughs> and I, I totally take your point. Madonna might seem original, but yeah, I was around but... at the time, and there was no doubt that Michael Jackson was absolutely mm-hmm. her biggest. What well, the primary
0: influence at the time? And like then, we all know that Michael is a pedo, right? Like, yeah, she kind of like got inspiration from Michael Jackson, but I feel like Madonna's main influence was kind of like everything from the eighties, like Bowie, Michael, mm. even like um I forget her name, um, Cindy, Cindy Lauper. Yep, yeah, even that, like. Well, they were rivals back
1: in the day. Were they? All right. See, if, I'm an Madonna fan. If I had Madonna on my left and Cindy mm-hmm. on my right, huh? then it would be a Tim sandwich. No, actually, it would. Uh, I, they'd be telling me. They'd be telling me very clearly <laughs> there was no rivalry. What they'd be telling yeah. me is the media beat it up. But the media, absolutely, there was many, many stories with, you know, um, and and most of them predicting. But Cindy Lauper was the one with the longevity, and Madonna was the flash in the
0: pan. See, Gaga worked with Cindy um, in 2010. She did um, a campaign with um, Lindsay, I think it was for Ampha. Mm. It was about, yeah, and you can just tell that Gaga was, um, I don't know, she's just like, I see the influence, and it's kind of uncomfortable, and I want to get into it with you today. Yeah, well, I've okay. got a lot well, to say. I've got a lot to say. I'm glad to hear it. So
1: just ref- freshen up that scotch there. And I want to take you back a little bit, Pete. I'm curious with all these bold statements like that, you can see Gaga is someone who copies, not just gets influence. But you still say Gaga's your number one. Tell us yeah. about that. Why is Gaga your number one?
0: She pretty much introduced me to music when I was nine years old, the poker face. Just dance and her Glastonbury performance, that was what made me a fan. And I was pretty much up Gaga's ass for like eight years. And it wasn't until 2021 that I started to see, yep, yeah, she's not a fraud, but she copies.
1: Yeah, certainly not a fraud because she's got the talent. But tell me this were you one of the classic little monsters that felt like you were ostracized, that you were bullied, that you were yep. on the fringe?
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, I was, so I pretty much like, so I became a fan of Gaga around 2008, but I didn't become a real hardcore, sorry, a hardcore fan until I was like 10. Mm-hmm. But I didn't see through them Donna the Madonna stuff. It wasn't until 2021 where I started to see that she was copying <laughs> Mm, she, mm. she studied everybody, Bobby, Michael, Madonna. She studied everybody.
1: She has, but like I say, and I know that you are younger, I can promise you that Madonna did exactly the same thing. Even I Elvis like Madge did the
0: same, great. but Madge, she doesn't make it obvious like Gaga did because Gaga would deny that she copied Madonna.
1: What about Madonna versus Marilyn Monroe? Surely that's obvious.
0: Okay, yeah, we got a point there. But Madonna would say it. She would speak out and say she's got inspiration yes. from that. Gaga yeah. wouldn't. That's the issue. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'll she's take a too defensive.
0: Point.
1: She, she's a little bit um, humorless these days, isn't she? She doesn't have she's, a great sense of humor anymore. Right
0: now, I'm kind of not in love with Gaga right now, I'm going to be honest. Oh. I don't like what she is. I don't is like it,
1: because it she abandoned her fans? She hasn't released music since Chromatica. That's a long Look, time.
0: Look she knew what she was doing with, she knew what she was doing for her early career. she knew she studied Michael, she knew mm-hmm. how to make a fan base and she used that and when it wasn't convenient to her anymore, she dropped it.:
1: Is Gaga going to come back with a new album anytime soon? Is that on the horizon? She will:
0: Yes, she will, but it won't be what it was. She's changed now. Art pop really changed her. Is that because she was burnt? So I
1: remember her being, being very disappointed by the art pop era.
0: Yeah, because she was burnt out and she was betrayed by a lot of people. And I think we can both agree that the Madonna and Gargo feud was like a stunt that was planned. Because Madonna included Born This Way in the MDNA documentary, and Gargo would have had to agree to that. I think Elton John was a big influence in that as oh, well. Elton John is a complete, and utter dickhead. He's not a nice person.
1: Something definitely went on. I don't think it was staged. I think you but don't look, put it this way. Around around Tell the same opinions. time, around the same time, Pete um, Gaga was becoming quite defensive with many people, like um, Perez uh, Hilton. Who can blame them? I
0: trust him. You trust Perez?
1: Oh, Pete. That's I where think I he's thought.
0: not lying what he says. He said that Gaga got extremely drunk. She did a lot of drugs that night. And she snapped. Mm. I mean, Gaga, she's a very, um, dare I say it, narcissistic person. She's very narcissist. She doesn't present in... that way,
1: though, does she? She tells everyone that she's there for all Have the world. Have you world's... seen the
0: texts that leaked with her and, her and Kesha when they were speaking about Kate Perry? No, no. You gotta read me about that. Most. Yeah. Basically Gaga was like, I don't like Katy Perry. She's not a nice person. She annoys no. me. And that leaked in twenty seventeen and Gaga had to make an apology. Gaga's not the greatest person alive. She yeah. used this all this bullying crap, but honestly, she's not the greatest person.
1: She said Perez Hilton was stalking her house and in the stairwell and bought her that's right. It was <laughs> Gaga lived in a, an apartment block. And after they had their falling out, she said Perez bought one of the units in, she <laughs> in used the building. Perez
0: you think? To get she used them a little bit to get where she wanted to go and when he wasn't useful, she cut him off. Wow. Which I don't blame her for because she knew what she was doing. She studied this shit. She knows what she's doing. She's not stupid. She's probably, dare I say it, probably more intelligent than Madonna gaga went to private school wow that's a big call she seems like a really she studied this shit right okay
1: so are you still a fan it doesn't sound
0: like i don't feel like madonna (laughs) i mean i love gaga she's my number one i adore gaga she introduced me to music but i see the bigger picture now that i don't blame her like she studied this shit she knows what she's doing She knows when to use her fans and when to not use her fans. I don't blame her for that. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, she knew that she had to change her image after Art Pop, so she did um, her thing with Tony Bennett. Yes. And any other pop star wouldn't do that because she studied this shit. She knows what she's doing. And I, I admire her for that, but Gaga doesn't speak to me anymore like she used to.
1: What do you want her to do next?
0: <sighs> she's got the Joker movie coming up. I think that was going to be good. Oh. But after that, I think yes. maybe a disco album. And I think she All needs right. to speak to the fans again because she's lost them.
1: I was thinking, Pete, not so long ago, I was thinking if I was a Gaga fan, and I am, but like one of the, the little monsters.
0: Yeah. I'm the biggest I Gaga would... fan. I don't think about her.
1: Well, if I was a, if I was a little monster though, I would be feeling quite frustrated because even though I admire, I, am. I admire that she's done lots of things. the she's Tony Bennett, out of like lovely sorry, live stage, on. lovely live stage performances, uh, mm-hmm. films. I love the fact that she's diversified. She played um, in the what was it? The Versace movie, I think it was. She played a role in that. Has Gucci? Was it Versace? Oh, Gucci.
0: Has Gucci? <laughs> Yeah.
1: (laughs) Go, Tim. (laughs) Go, Tim. I know my fashion. But point being, if you were a little monster waiting for the next pop record, you've waited a long time and it feels like you don't mind waiting (sighs) if you think she's got that focus, but it feels like she actually has no
0: focus on this. I don't think she has. I mean, Kamatka was a big letdown. I saw that tour live and it was the biggest letdown ever. It 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 was was just a a basic pop show. Right. It wasn't a Gaga show. Have you watched her previous tours? Uh, I've never seen
1: Gaga live. I've never watched one of her tours from beginning to end. But yes, I've seen lots of live performances. I love her. I even loved when Applause came out, which I know she wasn't a fan of that album. But I loved all the live performances for that. I thought they were brilliant.
0: She was, um, this is a controversial opinion, but. She was pretty much forced to not like art pop because Outland John was calling it a bad album and I feel like she is so up out on John's ass that she won't see the bigger picture.
1: But also around that time, I'm I'm clutching at s- memories here, but I think I remember her thinking there was some sort of conspiracy with the record company not promoting the album as well as they could have and it reminded no, me a lot of... It it reminded me a lot of when Michael Jackson blamed the record company for Invincible, and in both cases, hear me out on this, Pete, in both cases, it was actually I felt like saying to Michael, if he was my friend, and Gaga, if she was my friend, guess what? It wasn't the promotion. They just weren't particularly good albums. Invincible was – it was fine, but it was not a. It was definitely his poorest album, and it was the same with Gaga. At the time, it was her poorest album. I think. Chromatic I don't think was great.
0: it's her poorest album. I think it's a really good album, and she had a lot of passion for that album. But uh-huh. the promotion was good, but the public didn't connect with it. And do you know what happened at the time? Raw came out at, at the same time as
1: Applause. <laughs> And I remember my kids were very young at the time and Mm -hmm. they didn't care about applause. They'd ask me to skip that and they'd ask me to play Raw again.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) no, Everything was Raw.
0: I mean, I wasn't really vibing with Raw because, I mean, Katie's an amazing artist, but art pop was so ahead of its time and it's one of my favourite Gaga albums ever. I just feel like... They promoted her, but the way she was going on, she was too, like, I'm trying to say it, but she was too artistic. Like, she was yeah. playing this character. Yeah. And people were fed up with it.
1: Look, I'm going to totally agree with you. I think she got a little bit too highbrow with she was that uh, our art pop album. I think it was big-headed. a little bit pretentious. Yeah. Pete, it's been... Absolutely lovely chatting to you about Gaga. We're keeping it short and sweet because you were nervous to come into the fortress, as many people in the past. I mean, I'm pretty good now. You're feeling good? Yeah. Stretch that neck for me. Go to the left. Go to the right. Jane Fonda taught me this. Go to the back. Yeah. Go to the front and then Mm -hmm. take a puff on that joint.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to do that right now. (laughs) I'm good. I want to get into some, in some deep shit with you. I want to speak about some a lot of stuff.
1: Well, I'm going to invite you back to the fortress at some stage. Does that sound okay? I wanted to give you a little little warm-up. Tell me, though, before you go, has it been nice to be in the fortress?
0: It's been good.
1: A lot of people ask me, what does the fortress look like? Can you describe the fortress to people? Is it dark and mouldy to you, or
0: do you no, like my fairy life? I'm a very open-minded person, um, you're not offended by different opinions like even with Kylie like you can listen to like different opinions and you won't cut people off you're very invested and I don't know you're kind of unique in a way because a lot of podcasts they are kind of biased and they won't allow second opinions but you're kind of the only podcast that allows that
1: it's lovely of you to say, Pete. I appreciate that, but I'm telling oh, you, I love that's
0: your just... podcast. Honestly, Tim, let me say this: mm-hmm. I've been listening since 2021. Your first episode I listened to was when you interviewed one of Madonna's dancers. I think it was "Surviving Madonna." Right? What was it yep. called again?
1: I can't remember, but probably "Kevin Stay."
0: Yeah, yes, 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 yep. yes. Mm-hmm. And I listened to that, and I fell asleep to it. Your your comfort. The questions you ask, you let people speak. You don't interrupt, and that's what I love.
1: I am flattered. That is very lovely.
0: No, I love you. I love your <laughs> podcast. Like <laughs> just the other day, like I also want to speak about um, the episode you did not long ago with a guy, a Madonna fan called I think he was called Man Madonna. Madonna. Oh dear. Yeah,
1: I'm going to say. Uh, Pete, you've just finished telling people that I'm very fair. I'm going to say something awful. Do you mind? Go for it. Mandonna is an yeah. absolute fruitcake because we had this crazy. pretty awesome. Well, it's we biased. had this awesome discussion, right? You you would have heard the discussion that we had. I thought it was. I, and don't get me wrong, he presents presented beautifully. I love that he was a straight talker, but off air. I don't think he's um, straight. I
0: don't, I don't think he's a straight talker. I think he's full of shit. I,
1: He sent me some very vicious messages. Off, I can't remember why. He probably had a reason. I think I upset him in a later podcast. I can't remember. But whatever
0: it was, he was absolutely vicious. He's got celebrity worship syndrome. Let's put it that way.
1: Mm, Doesn't like Gaga, does he?
0: No, he called her a bad singer, and that really pissed me off. Because I love Madonna, but Gaga can sing better. Let's put it that way. She can sing better than Madonna.
1: No one could accuse Gaga. Have you seen her um Sound of Music? Yeah, uh, of course I have.
0: I've seen everything. Everything it's
1: amazing. Like that. Yeah, Madonna that can't do a... that. Ooh, oh, now you're putting me in a hard spot. Madonna sang a Vita. Madonna I've did a Vita. a
0: Vita. I know, but Madonna can't hit those nights, can she? I love Madge. Mm. I saw her live last year. Sorry, mm. um in October last last month, sorry. Mm-hmm, I love mm-hmm. Madonna, but Gaga's got the pipes.
1: She is extraordinary. I'll give you that. She may be a
0: fraudster. She may be a bit bit of a fraud, but she's got the pipes. (laughs) I feel like we should get that on a T-shirt, Pete. She's a
3: bit
1: of a, like a photo of Gaga. I'm a bit of a fraudster, but I've got the pipes.
0: With Mal Madonna, he, he couldn't admit when Gaga did something right. And that to me is very biased and kind of, Suck him Donna's arse in a way. Kind of he was talking about Madonna. her
1: collaboration with R. Kelly too. And oh, he said okay, that, I've
0: got a lot to say about that. I've got a lot to say about that.
1: Go on. You're standing in some corridor smoking a joint, so I'm, I'm aware of that. And that's cool. It's absolutely cool. Let's just not scare the neighbours. All right, what have you got to say about uh, Gaga and R. Kelly? Okay.
0: She did that for controversy. She knew what she was doing because she also was working with Terry Richardson, who has um, been accused of many things. But I think she wanted controversy and she got that. And she deeply regrets it now. But that was a very embarrassing moment for her.
1: Look, we've got to be Did fair to Gaga. That... When, when she worked with these people, the allegations were not well known. It's possible she didn't know about them at Tim. all. Tim.
0: Did you see the SNL performance with R. Kelly and Gaga? No. That is a very disturbing performance. Is it? So had Why a is music that? music video. Cause he was literally like having like having sex with her on stage pretty much. Mm. You are a rape victim yourself and now you change your tune all of a sudden, you you remove the song, you like act like you never met him, and it's like kind of own that instead of removing the song. Did she ever talk about it or apologize? She did, but that was only so she could win she could win the Oscar for Star Wars Born soundtrack. Mm. Right. It wasn't I don't think I don't feel like it was sincere. If that I would have a different opinion, but because she was campaigning for an Oscar, she pouted this statement. Mm. Mm-hmm
1: Pete, what do you do in life? Huh? What do you do in life? What, what do you get up to?
0: I'm currently working, but I'm going to university next year. I'm going to study oh. filmmaking. <gasps> really? You're going to study I filmmaking? I don't know if your listeners know, but I'm a little bit drunk, so I'm a little bit, like, my words are a little bit, like, slurred, but I'm there and I know what I'm talking about.
1: Every second guest is inebriated. It's fine. So you're going to go to film school. What type of films do you yeah. want to make?
0: more so kind of documentary kind of styled films.
1: Wow. Okay. Documentaries about things that have happened, like, I don't know, like a Dharma documentary or something like that?
0: More so, I would say, um, pop culture. um, Yeah, maybe true crime. Um. I... Acted before, but it's not really my passion. I'm kind of more into the behind-the-camera stuff.
1: Right. And do you watch a lot of film?
0: Yeah, I'm. I watch a lot of film. A lot of Madonna films. <laughs> I won't lie. Oh I'm dear. Kind of a, on a deep dive in Madonna's career right now. I'm well, going I don't want to be
1: stuff. rude, but you need to aspire to bigger and better than those films, much yeah, bigger and better. The,
0: not the greatest, are they?
1: <laughs> oh, she's got a very um, disturbing back catalogue, is what
0: I would say. I love film. Um, Body of Evidence. I do like that.
1: <laughs> really? Yeah. Like have, you, all right, have you seen Basic Instinct?
0: No, not yet.
1: Okay, so Body of Evidence is a Basic Instinct rip-off. It was Madonna's attempt to be Sharon Stone, even though they admire each other, so that's fine. Um, but if you watch Basic Instinct, then it's it's like eating... Let me try and think of a UK reference here. Um, yeah, like a... Like whatever the dodgy version of a Mars bar is, that's body of evidence, and a Mars bar, the real deal, is
0: Basic Instinct. <laughs> Do you see, like, with Madonna, um, I feel like she wants to be this movie star. Maybe not now, but I kind of feel like during our career, she kind of wanted to be a movie star more than a pop star. And she was really craving that. But she knows she's not the best of actresses. That's why she keeps trying to prove herself. Like she keeps trying to do these like movie scenes, even in celebration. She's kind of acting in a way. (sighs) It's a controversial opinion, but I thought Madonna probably isn't the best actress.
1: No, it's not controversial. Do you agree? <laughs> yes, I do. Very much so. I think that she's she's admirable for her hard work. When Madonna puts her effort into anything, she gives it a 1,000%, no. and that's why she goes well. With acting, it must frustrate her, because I know that she takes time out, and she puts mm-hmm. everything into it, but the results <laughs> still aren't there, because... She can't escape the identity of her, which is huge. She's always Madonna. Pete, can people find you on social media? You can say no too. You can say, I don't want people to find me. But do you want people to find you on social
0: They can find me. It's um, Pete um, underscore 2013. Okay, Pete
1: underscore 2013. That's on Insta, is it? yep it was on judge judy justice (laughs) and some man said they were dissing me on the gram they were dissing me on the gram and judy's like what are you talking about (laughs) i was getting dissed on the gram i was getting dissed on the gram madam
0: you've got you've (laughs) got to watch the um uk version of judge judy the what version the uk version it's been cancelled now but it's a guy called Jeremy Kyle, you've got to watch oh, it.
1: Oh, I can't stand that. He's a big homosexual, vicious. He's a fucking knob. Acid,
0: He's crazy. Acid-tongued well, fool version, pretty much.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I've I've seen him. Look, I I wanted to like him because I, I I you know nothing wrong with you know a theatrical, acid-tongued, gay judge, but he just there's something a little bit narcissistic about him. Judge Judy, she's interested. She pulls out the story. She wants. Yeah. The story to be the star, not herself, and um that man doesn't. So no, I'm not gonna. Jeremy, what was it? Jeremy Lloyd.
0: Jeremy Kyle.
1: Oh Kyle, that's the one. Yes,
0: yes. He's no, a right wing, white wing left person, so.
1: Is he really a judge, by the way? I don't no, know. No, he he's is, like
0: really. a he's like um uh who's the guy that died this year in America? Jeremy yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh, do you mean uh, Jerry Springer?
0: Yes, he's like that. Right,
1: right. Yeah. So
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. But Jerry
1: Springer was super intelligent. But I suppose but, you're a lot least. of that was
0: fake. But with also like with Madonna, like I feel like she's still trying to prove herself even today. I feel like there should have been more.
1: Yeah. Well, like I say, Gaga might have been out there with the big pair of scissors. It might have been her fault.
0: Yeah, I really do think that she will appear in the celebration tour. I can see it happening. Because she went to the Sweet and Sticky tour. Another thing with Gaga is, like, with the whole, like, gun stuff, like, Madonna refused to back down. Whereas Gaga got rid of her guns with the Born and ball. Oh. Yes. And I kind of like Gaga... She kind of backed out. She backs down because she's afraid of losing her career. Right. Whereas Madonna doesn't back down. She kind of doesn't give a shit. Mm. Mm. I mean, if you skip past American life, of course she kind of backed down with that, but... You think? I mean, she didn't release the video the she the original video at the time oh i see
1: right yes she did create an alternative that's true that's, that's the created. first time she backed down mm. uh, i don't know about that Pete, because i remember with justify my love and like a prayer there was certainly alternative versions screening of those two as well Tim, is that a back down something Not i've got
0: really. to ask you i've been yes wanting but, to know this for years and i've
1: so. been dying to hear the question
0: you said that she apologized during Girlie Show in Australia. What did she actually say?
1: Okay. All right. You can look this up yourself too. It's in the Girlie Show and a lot yep. of people disagree with me. All right, I'll put that out there.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Lots of mail about this. She never apologized. Well, I believe she did because I was there in the audience when she's segueing from express yourself into deeper and deeper and she has that breakdown moment with her two, you know, yep. Nikki and Donna. And she said something along the lines of um, sometimes you've got to keep telling people over and over and over until they get it. Then she says a small throwaway line, which none of you young people will get because you weren't there and it was looking very seriously like she could be cancelled. Okay. Forever. Yeah. And she said, sometimes you get a little mixed up. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So yeah. I think for Madonna... That's as far as she'll ever go for an apop. But I think that was her way of telling the whole audience, and it was a recorded yeah. screening, that she might have got, the message was right, but she might have said it the wrong way. That's how yeah, she I interpreted scared. that. Yeah, it was, it was serious. Like, this was before cancel culture. And when Erotica came out, honestly, she went away for a long time before she released Bedtime Stories. <clears throat> um, and that's why I called it an apology album other people disagree, because she came back with music that was very sombre. Well, if you were living yeah. at the time, there's nothing to disagree about, to be honest. It was a very deliberate tactic. She went from erotica to something subdued and beautiful. And, of course, it sowed the seeds for uh, Ray of Light as well. It really did. It was a beautiful album. Anyway, so that's yeah. what I meant, Pete. Thank you for asking the question.
0: Yeah, that's kind of with Ray of Light, I thought like that was Gaga's she tried to do that with Star Wars Born and Joanne. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She kind of wanted her kind of apology album for Art Pop. Yeah.
1: Now, Pete, we've been in the fortress for a long time. I've got to go and feed baby Igor now. Okay. Is that sad?
0: A little bit, but you, you go for it.
1: <laughs> I don't want you to be sad, Pete. I've really enjoyed talking to you. You're welcome back in the fortress anytime.
0: time. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, when I'm a little bit more sober, I'll probably get more into it, but I'm no, a little no, bit no, drunk, no, no, a little no, no, bit slurry, so...
1: I, I want you to be more affected. I want you to be more
0: intoxicated.
1: I want you to be more <laughs> high, okay? Don't okay. Come, that... on, don't come on uh, more sober. That's boring.
0: Okay. If I'm more high and more drunk, I'll probably get more into it, but... I've only had, yeah. a, like, a couple drinks tonight, so I'm not, like, totally there, but...
1: I'm going to send you a red buzzer, okay, and just listen, hear, hear this out. When you're totally off your rocker, I want you to hit yeah. that red buzzer. It's tied to a vein in my right arm. It will, and even if I'm asleep, it will alert me, and I'll run to the studio, I'll set it up, and I'll pull you into the studio, and you can talk to me when you're completely off your yeah. rocker. <laughs> Does that sound all right?
0: That is a deal.
1: That's a deal. As you wander the corridors, Pete, it's been beautiful talking to you.
0: It's been good talking to you, also. It's kind of real. It's kind of like a out of body experience because I've been listening to you for like two years now. So it's kind of crazy, but it's it's um, it's been a goal for a long time. <laughs>
1: Coming to you from the mountain fortress of pop culture. You're listening to Time to Talk.
0: I am the number one most impactful artist of our generation. I am Shakespeare in the flesh, Walt Disney.
1: G'day and welcome to the grounds of our fortress. Remember that little kerfuffle we had not so long ago when we were under attack? Well it's taken a lot of cleaning up but you can probably see around you things are well it's springtime essentially we've been reborn. Isn't it beautiful? Getting back to nature. Something that we do at this time of year here in Australia And I hope wherever you are in the world, you're at least taking off your shoes and putting your bare feet onto the earth. Reconnect. It's Christmas time, and they always go on about how busy that is for everyone, but for many of us, it's a time to stop, to pause, recalibrate. And I believe you should start by taking off your shoes. Put your feet on the ground. That's what I'm doing here. My feet are... Directly on the dirt. Well, you're in for a treat, we're about to hear the most informed review of the Celebration Tour that you could possibly hear. By a superfan who's been to, get this, more than 109 Madonna shows in his lifetime. And he ain't done yet. He's still got more. He's travelling, probably right now as we speak, he's on a plane going from Europe over to North America where Madonna just topped off a plane not so long ago, I noticed. Making her way through the airport with all the paparazzi following her as they tend to do. And tell me this, have you heard Extension yet? The Tension album re-released with all the extended singles? Well we're going to talk about that as well. And do you care if Kylie wins another Grammy? Does it matter these days? You do, don't you? Yeah, just nod your head. You know it probably doesn't matter, but do you want it to win it? Yes, yes, you do, you do. And finally, for many of you who entered our contest, today's the day. At the end of this episode, we will announce who has won the Red Vinyl Two Hearts uh, single. And win, lose or draw, thank you to all of you who rated the show. That was the point of the contest, really, was to get people rating the show, leaving comments about the show, because if you do that... It just helps us avoid commercializing the show, which we're getting a lot of pressure to do, but we're trying really hard not to do that. Now I've only got one request of you. Grab a drink, find somewhere to relax, avoid all distractions. Don't have your phone in your hand, don't be looking at your iPad, don't be looking at Netflix while you listen. Find a spot, close your eyes, and let's share some time together.
4: Whenever I listen to Tim and his panel of guests, my toes begin to curl, and I feel just the right amount of tingling all over my aching body. Now, let's get back to the show. Oh! Hello, Carly and How are you? Very well. And you? Just great. And now, who are you wearing? Let's start with this. Givenchy. Givenchy. Yeah. It's absolutely amazing. Does anyone... Would you wear this on stage? What do you wear on stage? Not a lot usually, if I'm perfectly honest. So would this be too much for you? Um, Nothing's too much, but uh, it's the first time I've worn Givenchy couture, so that's a thrill. They love you in Australia, you know that. Well, I am Australian, so... that's Because uh, they, they talked about you. I don't know what you had done, but they... they you were just there. I was just there, and uh, every interviewer asked me about you. <laughs> uh, you started on a soap opera. Yeah. see A long time ago, it yeah. seems like. A uh, long, long time ago. and then started uh, performing, doing singing, and I'm still doing that, strangely. But this is my first Grammys, so... Is it exciting? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I just performed at the Brits a few days ago, which was very exciting as well. But I think you, your first event Is it's always... Yeah. yeah. It's a little different so. We have to take a break Last thing we're going to ask you Then we're going to go right to a break Who do you want to meet here tonight? One person Who would you like to meet? Dave Grohl We'll be right back
1: Michael, welcome to the Fortress
5: Thank you very much I appreciate it
1: It's great to have you here And you're here to help us Unpack a little bit of exciting news Aren't you?
5: Some very exciting news very, I'm going very to let you news. share
1: it with everyone I'll let you share it In case anyone's been hiding under a rock
5: In case anybody's been hiding under a rock, um, our Australian worldwide national treasure, uh, Kylie Minogue, has been nominated in the Best Pop Dance Recording uh, Grammy category with her song Padam
1: Padam. All right, that deserves a round of applause. Yay, listen to that crowd going off. Yes, it does. It's amazing, it's amazing. Look, this is – I'm right, aren't I? She's, we, we all know that she's won a Grammy before, and I think it was 2002, and it was not for Can't Get You Out of My Head. It was for uh, uh, Come Into My World. It was. I don't think she's been nominated since then, has she? She's
5: actually been nominated six times. Oh. Uh, in 2000. Yeah, in 2003 for Love at First Sight, 2004 for Come Into My World, 2005 for Slow. 2006, I believe in you, and then in 2009, her album X was nominated in the band, best dance album category.
1: Wow. Okay. Well, so, I suppose- this is her, so
5: that was five times. This is her sixth time.
1: Wow. I I, I got that wrong. I didn't know she'd been nominated <laughs> that many times. Wow. We. Okay. So, she, but she's she owns one.
3: That's fantastic. She owns one.
1: As I understand it, it's look the the Grammys. Came to being in 1958. Okay, and mm-hmm. it was they were known as the Gramophone Awards back then. Which, by the way, mm-hmm. I look at the statistics for this podcast, and at least half of you listening were probably around at that time. And remember, the Gramophone <laughs> Award which later became the Grammy Award. So, but look, and as far as I know, and the reason I'm going back in history is, I was, I was interested. I was curious to know how do they vote for this stuff, right? And there is actually mm-hmm. an Academy. That decides the nominees and then the final outcome. So, who's she up against?
5: So, she's up against the other nominees in this category are um, a song called Miracle by Calvin Harris, fe- featuring Ellie Goulding, uh, One in a Million by BB Rexa and David Guetta, um, and another Australian, uh, Rush by Troy, Troy Savant.
1: <gasps> oh, no. Oh, what am I yeah. going to do now? Oh God, I didn't yeah. know Troy was in there. Troy I don't know. is in there. Plenty of you would have heard the podcast where I said, "What did I? I uh, called you all a rude name, which didn't go down well." By the way, by the way, it was a joke. For those of you who still haven't got it, I think I said, "Shut up, you old bastards, and listen to Troy Savan." Uh, Troy Savan <laughs> is. Uh, have you heard his record, Michael? His, his latest album? Um,
5: I've heard the first two singles. I'm a fan of Rush. I'll be honest. Um, in my playlist, I always put Rush right after Tension. There's something about the song Tension that makes me think of Rush, and Rush makes me think of Tension. So I usually listen to those in a pair.
1: I agree. I agree. I really do. But listen, if you haven't heard the third single, I, I'm, I'm terrible with the names of songs, but <clears throat> there was single number one was Rush. Then there was the second. Then the, the latest one and the video clip, Unbelievable, like so good. So please have a listen. Oh, wow. And what's he nominated for? for? Which song? Oh, Rush. You said that already. Rush. Yep. How exciting. Okay. So I don't know where to barrack, but uh, (laughs) early days. But do you happen to know? Is there a favorite in that group? Or what's 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 the biggest song in that category, would you say?
5: I don't know that all the voters have heard all of the songs. And sometimes name recognition comes. So Mm, mm. I think that. She's up against really a Calvin Harris name and a David Guetta name. But in 2004, when Coming to My World won, she beat Madonna and Cher. So, you know, never count our Kylie out. Um, I, I think she's got a chance.
1: But look, there's something to be said about sentimentality. When it when it's a, a group of peers, essentially, who are going to be voting in this category, Kylie's uh, reputation and... Mm-hmm. I'd say she's got to be the sentimental favorite for hanging in there, for having such an enormous hit. So, you know, late into her career, I reckon there'd be plenty of people thinking, yeah, Kylie deserves a nod here.
5: I agree with you. I, and that, that's why I said, I, I think she's got a chance. I think you're right. She's a sentimental favorite. Um, you know, I did say that name recognition counted um, for voters. I think she's had a really big story with, you know, uh, countering ageism and having a hit, and um, and I'll be honest, I the Vegas residency that yeah. being big and in the news and happening right now couldn't hurt.
1: Yeah, and I know we've got a lot of American people listening, but I'm going to say it: Americans like to reward people who come their way. So the fact that she's paying a lot of attention to the United yes. States at the moment is not going to hurt. Ah, oh, this is – it's it's exciting. And what I find really interesting too, just in case somebody hasn't connected the dots here, Calvin Harris is one of the nominees you mentioned. And, of mm-hmm. course, she, you could argue, nurtured him when he was a yeah. nobody.
5: He, she was the first name, big-name artist that he worked with.
1: That's right. And they produced In My Arms together. Uh, Mm -hmm. and uh, I'm sure it was him who – I mean, he produced a bit for X, but Heartbeat Rock, I think it was Mm -hmm. him that she was referring to when – I don't know if you can all hear those messages, by the way. This is an example of what teenagers – well, he's not even a teenager anymore. Can you hear ding, 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 ding? Teenagers don't write one (laughs) text message. They don't do it. They go, hi, Dad, send. Just letting you know that, send. I'm here, Send. Can you also do <laughs> sand? Uh, this is what's going on. In case you're wondering why the beeps are happening, and yeah, I'm an unprofessional person. I didn't mute my phone. Um. So, but yeah, it was Heartbeat Rock where he decided to put in the the gap, like the silence. Yes,
5: she did talk about that.
1: Yeah, that was him, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: He had, had a little. He'd had already had a little bit of success, but she was the first big name, and he has actually credited her with that extra attention that you know propelled him.
1: Oh, and it did, too. I remember at the time. I mean, look, for me, I didn't know who he was. And then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, Calvin Harris. But, you know, mm-hmm. like Madonna, Kylie has that skill of sussing out the, the up-and-coming talent, too, that are compatible with her brand. Here's a hard question. What do you reckon, Michael? I mean, I can't help by being excited by this, but should we care? Do the Grammys mean anything anymore? Ah uh, that's a great question.
5: Um, they may uh, not have care? the stature that they used to. Yeah, I care. Yeah. I, but I'm a music person. Like, I, I love pop music. I love music. I love keeping up with the trends. And, you know, I'm of a particular age as well, you know? So, you know, I've grown up with the Grammys being the music recognition awards. So to me, it does mean something. and And it really, for artists, it means visibility especially if it's a televised category, especially if you mm. win. Like there's always a big bump in sales and streams and things like that. So um, it just creates another story for her. And I think it's, um, it does lead to some more recognition and credibility. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I still think it has quite a bit of
1: meaning. Oh, I'm going to go along with you. I think they still matter. Look, this question about, oh, the Grammys don't matter anymore, it's existed since the beginning of time. They were considered a little bit of a, a second rate venture when they first started as the Gramophone Awards. And then, of course, we, I mean, you can point to nearly any year, Milli Vanilli 1990, for example. And then <laughs> when they had to take that off them um, because they weren't yeah. the voice on their recordings, people said, well, that's a reflection on the Grammys. There's been so many examples. Hey, Michael, here's my most exciting question Should they ask her to perform? 100%. Of course they should ask her. 100%. You and I need to make this happen, Michael. We do. So basically, hey, Grammy people, Kylie's over there, she's around, and she's more than happy to perform. Seriously. Just to make it really clear, Michael, the public can't vote for this, so there's nothing we can do to really promote nope. it except for share things on social media like you did, which is how I came to be in touch with you. You were sharing the the mere fact that she has been nominated. Mm-hmm. So maybe we should be doing a bit more of that.
5: You know, I, I it couldn't hurt as far as like the name recognition goes, but there are uh, requirements to be part of that recording academy. So it's you know engineers, producers, artists, and then there are certain requirements, and I think a minimum dues. Um, so it is limited, mm. but um, it couldn't hurt. Like
1: can't hurt. Can't it never hurt. hurts to campaign. Now, I always love talking to a, an American Kylie fan, so I'm going to take the opportunity, if it's all right, with you, Michael. How long have you been of a Kylie Of course.
5: Before? I actually um, became a Kylie fan when The Locomotion came out, um, but I liked I Should Be So Lucky. I just didn't know it was Kylie singing it. I remember liking that song on the radio, and then when I bought the cassette after The Locomotion came out, um, I was hooked. I was a fan. But I was actually... Um, I was 11 then. I was already obsessed with Australia. I was oh. obs- I had done a report in elementary school on Australia and I was obsessed. And then I loved trains and so this person comes out who's from Australia remaking a song that I already liked <laughs> and I was just that was it about I mean, a train. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, so I started, you know, I I bought the first album, the second album and it turns out like I found a tape of old songs I recorded off the radio years after that. And a ton of them were Stock and Waterman songs. So oh, I it. just realized, Oh, I was a Stock and Waterman fan and have just, but Kylie is my main, main person. Yeah.
1: You're secretly British. I think.
5: I, I, I love British girl groups. Like I'm a sugar babes fan. Girls allowed. Uh, like, yes. You like I, British. It, pop. British or Australian. You
1: know? Yeah. It's, it's got a, it's a, British pop has a, well, I don't know. If, yeah, I think it still does to a degree, but certainly in the 80s, it had a, a very, very distinct sound. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. A- is it hard being an American Kylie fan? Is it difficult?
5: It was. It was until Can't Get Out of My Head came out um, because you had to rely on imports. You had to explain to somebody if you wanted to clue them into who she was that she sang the locomotion and it's and as much as i love that song she was so much more than that um and so but people are just like oh okay you like that cheesy girl and so you're trying to kind of defend it and you get defensive a little bit like hey wait a minute like this person is like a legend around the world so but once can't get out of my head came out and itunes came out and music became more globally available it was a lot easier but i'll tell you. A funny story i was in australia for new year's 2013 when she did her fashion book signing and so i went to that in sydney and in in america i'm considered obsessed so i'm standing in line with these other guys who are in line to get their fashion books signed and i'm a nobody there like oh i've been to eight kylie concerts around the world they had been to 30 (laughs) <laughs> so that was a little, a little humbling. But I mean, it was cool. Your to be fandom around.
1: was dwarfed because of the it environment. Was. Yeah, I got it. I it got was. it. Yeah, but there has to be a score for degree of difficulty, right? There has to be, <laughs> and your degree of difficulty sure. is higher than ours. <laughs> so I reckon it evens itself out, my friend. I am always I so. <laughs> a huge admirer of American Kylie fans because I don't know what it would have been like to because I know they released Kylie, then enjoy yourself. As far as I know, Rhythm of Love didn't really get a release no. and a lot of albums in between. So I always thought if you're an American fan pre-internet and you were somehow getting your hand on hands on this stuff, mm-hmm. you bloody well made an effort much more. I, I made an effort too over here. I hounded record shops by ringing them every day <clears throat> going, is it there yet? Is it there yet? Is it there yet? <laughs> For every single and every album. <clears throat> so I made an effort too, but I think, the award for effort really goes to you and any other American fan that's stuck in there for all that time. I have to ask you this before you go, otherwise wouldn't be doing sure. my job. Is Kylie now much more recognizable and well-known in the United States because of Padam, or is that a myth?
5: Uh, it is not a myth. It is not because I even have people, so everybody at my job knows I'm like Kylie, even know, Ben and, most people recognize the name if they're over the age of thirty or thirty-five, mm-hmm. um, but they don't really know her music as well, except for "Can't Get Over It," of, of course. Um, but now, like I've had a couple of people come up and say, "I love Tension." Like I had somebody come up and be like, "I am hooked on that album. It's my running album." And actually, I've had more than one person say that to me. Wow. So I, I definitely think that it has opened up her her audience here.
1: Must be like sunshine for you after all those years in the oh, world. I love it. Wow! Are you seeing I, her in Vegas? I love no. all this attention. Good on you. Good on you. We need we need people over stateside doing doing the work for us. We yeah. need, so people like you are important. Are you going to see her in Vegas?
5: I am. I'm going um, March eighth, and when they opened up more tables. The original date that I was going for, me being the big fan of Australia I am was January 26th. So I ended up actually getting a second table on January 26th.
1: You know that's so Australia going Day, going don't twice.
5: you? That's exactly why I was going for that date.
1: All oh, right. <laughs> Did you have to sell a kidney? Yeah, I'm going to be paying that off for a while. Jesus. I was I've been It's it's I don't know if, it, I don't I'm not sure if you heard our most recent podcast, but um uh minor misdemeanor was there for night one and uh, they told us all about that experience but the thing that's resonating with me still after that chat is the expense it was like i didn't i knew it was a luxury but i didn't know for example they ordered a the 10 booth table he was saying and that was expensive enough but then they have to spend three thousand dollars on food Mm -hmm. and drink on top of it. They have to, they're obliged to. That's insane.
5: Yep. They charge you for it before you even get in. So when they check you in for the table, this is what I've read. I've been keeping up with sort of a chat um, because my tables are both 10 top tables too, but I'm not paying for the entire table. Like I have the table for March 8th filled and I'm going to have whoever wants to join for January 26th and they'll pay for that. But they, the... The food and drink spend that you have to pay for the $3,000 when you check in for your table, they charge your card at that point while they're checking your ID when you walk in. So you prepay it whether you order anything or not. And the prices for the drinks are ridiculous. Like it's, you know, $25 a bottle, wine or $200.
1: In a very perverse way, that's good, because I was thinking 300 bucks, like you divide 3,000 by 10 people, that's 300 bucks per person for drinks. God, that's a lot of drinking, I would have thought, but not if there's $200 a bottle, I suppose.
5: It's like one bottle's worth there.
1: It's insane. But anyway, it will be worth it, Michael. It will be worth it.
5: I hope so. Like, I'm going to confess something. So... We got a gold table for March 8th. And one of the reasons I impulse bought January 26th when more tables came available was because a diamond table was there. And I was like, I'm not taking any chances of not being as close to the stage as possible. Even though it's a small venue, I can't, I I just can't stand the thought of not being at the stage because every concert that I've been to of hers, except for one, I've been at the stage. Wow. The, you know, in the other trip that I've done when I've flown to see her like in Europe is I don't go see her in Paris or London. When I saw X, I saw her in Rotterdam. Or when I saw uh, Fever, it was in Manchester. So it's not as much of a crowd or a tourist destination that you're competing with.
1: Oh, that's clever. So if you're going to travel all that way, don't go to one of the main hubs. Is that basically the rule? Yep. yep. Yeah. That
5: has exactly and- been the rule.
1: I was about to apply that rule for the first time when I thought there was going to be a tension world tour, although that's looking more and more unlikely at the moment. But I, was I know. Going what is to, up with that? I know. What's up with that? Well, actually, it's your fault. Damn you, Michael. It's you, Americans. <laughs> you know, that's what she, she's she's absorbed with you people at the moment. I'm like, I've got my hand up. Uh, Kylie, hey, you haven't been here for yonks. Hello. Uh, They've but only yet. been
5: teasing us with this Vegas thing for 10 years. I mean, it's literally been a decade.
1: Well, yeah, I know, but now, now, I, you know, I'm trying not to be jealous, but she just seems to only love the Americans at the moment. There's another, but anyway, point being, that... If I'm not going
5: to be doesn't... sorry about
1: that for five seconds. <laughs> no, I can't expect you. You've been waiting. You've more than stood in the queue for long enough. I have to say, but yeah, when she yeah. does eventually tour again, I'm thinking of going to see her in Bangkok or somewhere like that. Oh, that would you be know. Cool. Yeah, yeah, only because I feel like maybe that would be along your lines of not going to a major hub, although Bangkok's probably a bad example, but somewhere else in Asia, I suppose.
5: And maybe tall people won't be in front of you. (laughs) Did you just say that? I I mean, come on.
1: Hang on a second.
5: (laughs) It's it's demographics.
1: (laughs) That's so wrong. I can't laugh at that. That's terrible. You, you know, as
5: somebody who has stood on the floor near the stage and had to still stand on my tippy toes, and I'm not super short. I'm, you know, I'm five ten, five nine and a half, I, to look over somebody's shoulder like that counts. Like you think about that.
1: That's a terrible thing to say, Michael. It's almost as bad as if I said, "Yeah, but I might get a chopstick in the eye."
5: Well, you know, if it fits. <laughs>
1: so wrong and so bad
5: (laughs) when the tour announcement comes out i guarantee you'll remember that and it would be part of your decision making process
1: there's already so many things to consider when buying tickets for a kylie concert now height by population is a new one okay i'll add it to the list of things very briefly michael (laughs) this is your first time in the fortress i hope you've enjoyed it can you tell us a little bit about michael's story what do you do for a crust what do you do for work?
5: Um, I am a content writer for one of the leading event companies. Um, so we put on trade shows and help associations put on trade shows. And so I write, uh, case study, case studies, emails, um, just how to articles, uh, for our brand, for a brand called Freeman.
1: And you're enjoying life by the sound of it.
5: I, you know what? I'm very, very fortunate. I'm very fortunate to have a job that I love. I, you know. Financially okay, you know, until I go to Vegas. Um, So, yeah, (laughs) yeah, absolutely.
1: Awesome. Well, it's been a pleasure having you here. Are people able to look you up? And I will add in, and I always do, you might not want people to look you up, so that's fine. But if you do want people to look you up, where can they find you?
5: I'm happy for people to um, look me up on on Facebook. They can just, you know, type in Michael Lee, last name spelled L-E-A. It's not super common, the last name um or um on instagram it's michael.lee99
1: beautiful michael i hope we have you back in the fortress sometime because you are a super super lover so hmm, i never, probably came out wrong um but you're a super no, carly hey. fan is what i was trying to say <laughs>
5: <laughs> I, I loved well, though, by but all I, reports I, Like i said i'm so flattered i'm so flattered that you asked so anytime
1: <laughs> my pleasure michael thanks for being here
3: This is Rudy Palma from just outside New York City. Tremendous Kylie fan. I've been on the podcast before. Thank you for having me back. I think it's absolutely wonderful that Kylie has this second potential Grammy win for Best Dance Recording. The only thing that I would say is that it would have deserved very much for a a pop nomination as well. Um, So I'm actually a little half-hearted but I'm happy to see her name on the list of nominees. For those of you who are outside the States, you may not realize just how stale, humdrum, and by rote the Grammys have become. I used to never miss them. Now I make a point of missing the telecast. And by the way, I don't think this category will even be announced on on the television. So I'm sure we'll find a way, those of us who want to, we'll find a way to find footage of her accepting her win. Uh, and we're going to say when she wins. We're going to manifest that because let's make it happen for her. But really, it's, what makes it special is that this has been a hell of a year in the States for her. It's funny that, what was it, two decades ago, she said if the States happen, if something happens in the States, so be it. I'm not going to break a sweat over it. And look, well, actually, it's been about three decades since she first said it. And the truth will out. And she's uh, gotten the last laugh. She has never broken a sweat. She is enjoying every minute of this year. And she has made an, a dent in roads in the United States w- in a big way this year. And this is just yet another cherry on top of that. I also think that uh, the Hot 100 is meaningless. It doesn't really matter. Uh, TikTok has seen to that. Uh, the most important thing is that the song continues to get traction among a newer generation of fans as well. Um, I just met a 20-year-old who's just discovering her and was thrilled to talk to me about it and couldn't believe I'd met her. Like, he was touching me, like he was shocked um, that he was talking to someone who had met Kylie Minogue and he's going through her back catalogue. He mentioned sexual gold to me. That's cool. Um, And that's a unique thing that's happening here right now. So this is just the cherry on top of a year of success. Uh, The Vegas run is now officially a victory. So yes, it will be wonderful to see her take this award home too, even though the Grammys are just business. Why not see her add a well-deserved second Grammy to her shelf?
6: Sometimes amateurs know best and a lack of professionalism is all you'll hear on the Time To Talk show. Join Tim and his panel of guests as they wade their way through a range of news, music, and pop culture treats. Time to talk. The show hosted by amateurs for unprofessional listeners. Amateurs, is this the best that they could do?
4: Years ago, you did an interview, which may come back to haunt you. You know what I'm going to say, right? No. Okay. You did an interview in which you said... Uh, not the worst thing to slap a woman now and then as I remember you said you don't do it with a clenched fist it's better to do it with an open hand mm. yeah remember that yeah yeah I, I, didn't I love that
2: I haven't changed my opinion uh, you haven't no not at all you think
4: it's good to slap a woman
2: no I don't think it's good you I think, think it's bad must, I don't think it's that bad I think that it depends entirely on the circumstances and if it merits it yeah.
4: well, what would merit it
2: well if you have tried everything else and women are pretty good at this; they, they can't leave it alone. Yeah? They want to they have the, the the last word, and you give them the last, last word, but they're not happy with the last word. They want to say it again, and and get into a really provocative situation. Then, I think it's absolutely right
4: to give her a good slap.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
4: What if she gives you a good slap back?
2: Well, then you get into another area. I mean, uh, then maybe she's going to like it, and then it becomes something else, I don't know. But uh, no, no, seriously, I think that uh, it's the last resort. He's not going to do it because he wants to do it.
4: Wait till people see this interview. Are you going to get male?
2: Might get some female.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Richard, welcome to the fortress.
7: Hi, welcome. Thank you very much for having me.
1: You're a very good man. I know that you were driving along to a pop-up shop, which I'm going to ask you about in a moment, but I bugged you and you said, okay, I'll pull over to a coffee shop. Did you manage to get to
7: one? Uh, I've actually, I'm have actually, i actually going number two, but yes, I've got to a coffee shop. I'm actually in London now because obviously I was at the show last night uh, and I went to the pop-up shop last night and I'm going again this morning to see if they've got any other rare items in there.
1: So just in case you're wondering which concert, which pop-up shop Richard is up to, just listen to this statistic, it always blows my mind. He has been to 105 Madonna shows in his lifetime. The Celebration Tour alone is uh, eight times so far yes, with four to go.
7: Yeah, that's St- correct. Last night was number eight.
1: Richard! Do you know how many people listening are throwing popcorn going, how how does this man afford his Madonna escapades? Well, there's a little secret
7: there. There's a little secret there. I'm not a millionaire. I'm not rich, but I have a Madonna bank account, and I pay into it every month, and I've done that since 1990, and I pay into it every month, and even if the car needs something on the car, my Madonna bank account will not be touched for it.
1: Hang on, so you get a paycheck like the rest of us, but a little bit yep. goes into it gets diverted into a Madonna bank account.
7: Yes, yeah, so it's just a savings account, but it's even actually a, on my account. It's actually called Madonna. So when tickets come ava- when it, when when tickets come available, I don't even look. I just buy what I want, and I get as many as I can for what I've got in that savings.
1: I just find that admirable. But back in the 90s, Richard, you would have only had to divert maybe four pounds or four euros a week (laughs) now. I I could
7: travel, and it it was more expensive to travel back then than it is now. Tickets are more expensive now, but travel's cheaper now.
1: Ah, it all evens out. How much are you putting into this
7: account, can I ask? Yeah, Uh, I put £150 a month in.
1: Wow, that's amazing. I mean, what a good way, because then you don't get the Madonna shock.
7: It's, it's a bill. It, it's a bill for me. It's my Madonna bill.
1: <laughs> the Madonna bill causes Madonna shock, though. Believe yeah, yeah. me, the last time I saw Madonna, the Rebel Heart Tour, I got Madonna shock, which included the travel and the accommodation, and, and then you, you get there on time, and you've planned it all out for months, and ironically, yeah. she's not there on time. How
5: interesting. Yes. <laughs> yes. She's the queen. The queen
1: She's we for the queen. queen. I sat in a theatre with my young son at the time. I think he was less than 15, and we just sat there for four hours, and, and you can't leave because she might come out.
7: Listen, Blonde Ambition at Wembley, I actually got there at 2 o'clock in the morning. I saw the show, and then I came straight outside, and I sat in my spot again with some American friends ready for the next night.
1: Oh, <gasps> stop it. Really? Yes.
7: yes. And I, I've just come back from, I've, I've just been to Berlin and Amsterdam and Berlin was snowing and I was outside queuing in the snow. It It's was such screeching. a lifestyle
1: though, isn't it, Richard? It's easy for people to mock, I suppose, but this is a beautiful lifestyle you
7: have. Listen, it's the most amazing thing to me. When I'm in that arena or in that stadium, there is me and there is one other person. And that is Madonna.
1: Are you always on your own, by the way? Or do you take no, people with no,
7: you? No, 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 no. I, I, I've got an husband. Uh, my husband came to Amsterdam and Berlin with me, uh, but he didn't come and queue. So he was about 10 behind me, which was quite funny because on Instagram, I took a picture from behind me saying, Spot Neil. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> people <laughs> looking in the crowd for him. Uh, he, he wouldn't queue because it was too cold. But it's quite funny. When he does come with me and when he's with me, he actually, as the lights dim, he normally taps me, and I, like, right irritated, I'm like, "What?" And he always says, "See you in two hours." Oh
1: my goodness! know uh, yeah, well, it could be worse. He could be saying, "I'm going out to the loo." I'm just picked the wrong time <laughs> <Yes>. every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Does he roll his eyes? Like, is he the one dragged along to all of this, or does he enjoy it too?
7: He rolls his eyes a little bit. He's, he's, <laughs> he, he, he's a massive. He's into a group called Steps, uh, and I go. A, and yeah, and it, and I go along with him. So, but he doesn't. He, he doesn't come along with me because of the price of the tickets.
1: I can tell you something, Richard. I mean, he's yeah. He owes you if he's into steps, and you have to listen to that too much. I mean, <laughs> my God, thank he you. I need, you.
7: To, I need to play this back to him. That is brilliant. You can play yes. it back
1: to him. What's his name? Yes. Neil. Is it
7: Neil? Yes.
1: Neil, um, get some taste. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm, I'm really interested to ask you about the eight shows you've been to for Celebration, but something that dawned on me when I was about to talk to you, what's the one thing that has remained in common throughout all the Madonna shows you've been to, stretching right back to her first tour and all the way up to this one? Is there something that never changes
7: about Madonna? Her ability to keep the audience engaged her ability to command that stage i mean when i first saw her on uh when i when i first ever saw her on the virgin tour i mean the virgin tour was very raw very new and she was very sort of she wasn't very engaging but she was very commanding and she you could feel her presence in the room and i think every show i've ever seen when she comes on that stage and it isn't just because i'm a massive fan uh I, th- I think it is just she commands the room.
1: Yeah, there's something about Madonna and s- only a very small select group. I mean, certainly not steps, but there's some stars that when they get on the stage, there's a magnetism, there is an electricity, right? And uh, even through YouTube, I can tell the celebration to still has that. When Madonna first
7: arrives, my God. I, I, I mean, the other thing is as well, uh, I mean, she's a precision a precision throughout i mean i've watched back videos of what i've got of like from each show and the movement of her and the dancers is so spot on and it's been like that throughout and i think this is what's made her shows what they are and i do think you know she is groundbreaking and i am gonna blow her trumpet here and the blonde ambition set the blueprint for every concert that came after because up until then, you went and you saw a band on a front stage. When you saw the Blonde Ambition, it was a theatre show. It was the most magne- magnificent thing I'd ever seen in my life. And then since then, you go and every other artist, male and female, have followed that format now.
1: Well, I mean, I remember Blonde Ambition. She 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 introduced theatrics into uh, – yes. it was just incredible. And that girly show obviously took that a step further. Um, and, it, yeah. and she really hasn't slowed down. She really hasn't had a dud tour. There's ones we favor, but there hasn't been a dud. I mean, she can't be a dud on stage. It's, it's her natural habitat.
7: Yes, totally agree. Totally agree. And I mean, like I did the backstage tour last night and they were saying, uh, Madonna is very private, you know, and they said when she's on tour, her family, are her dancers and her crew, I mean, it was one of the crew showing us round, and they said, I don't have to say this but she really looks after us you know they said she really looks after us but she's in her bubble when she's traveling and i'll tell you a little fact what i found out what i was very surprised at there is only one stage this stage that is touring because normally there's like two stages like there's one setting up in one one city while there's one in another city this one there is one stage and it has traveled throughout europe and After tonight, it will head to London, uh, to America, sorry, from London.
1: Isn't that amazing? That is a really interesting tidbit. Hey, by the way, I think I saw you on Facebook with pictures of Mercy and other children of Madonna. Is that true?
7: Yes, that is true. Uh, Last night, there was a bit of a mix-up with my ticket, and I was not an happy bunny uh, because I was meant to be front row centre. Uh, and when I got there, there was a mix-up with the seats and stuff. I've been moved tonight as well. I don't know where I am tonight, but they actually moved me. And I said I wasn't very happy where I was sat. And they said, just bear with, and I think, you know, you might be happy where you sat. And uh, the dancers that wasn't dancing came in, makeup artist, uh, Mercy, uh, I met David, you know, and I, I, I was I was in with the crowd last night.
1: That is incredible. So did you... Me. Pay for some sort of package because you're talking about backstage tours. I mean, these I, are things that plebs don't
7: get. How did you manage all of this? I, I did I did the I did the VIP package last night because I wanted the jacket. I don't know if you've seen the limited edition jacket. Is that the one I've that done. looks
1: like the Blonde Ambition
7: jacket? It does, but on the inside, uh, they're selling the the one what looks like the Blonde Ambition one. But this one, it's a similar sort of thing, but on the back of it, it's got the image of the cross of all the uh, Madonnas from the celebration logo and everything and then on the inside it's all photos from the sex book oh,
1: so you could literally be a london flasher
7: yes without being flashing yeah so <laughs> it's, a, it's a bomber it's a, it's a reversible bomber jacket and oh, wow. there is just there is just one made for every vip ticket that was sold and it was the immaculate collection package so anyone who's got that you're in for a treat
1: Oh, that's awesome, Richard. Now, I know you've still got some shows to go, but I'm curious because my, my perception of this is that she was really nervous, as you'd expect, when she first came out, especially after everything she'd been through health-wise, but it seems like things are really relaxing into place. Now, you've been to eight shows for Celebration. What's your
7: perception? Each speech she does she does a speech each, uh, each night and each one's a little bit different and last night she actually said last night she almost died you know she says I'm actually doing a celebration and it's a celebration of my life and I am celebrating it because I actually almost died and she's and it's the first time I've actually said this out publicly
2: mm-hmm. uh,
7: and she sort of said she woke up and she had tubes in her monitors everywhere and her children and a family round her and she says and this is the celebration tour and we are all here to celebrate and you know like each each night she does a different speech like on world's Aid, Aids day on the first of december uh in amsterdam that was so moving the speech she did and she told about her friends and the images through live to tell the first picture that comes up was uh the first person she knew who, one of her best friends who died of AIDS uh, and the tribute was absolutely amazing but she's embraced every city and she's actually in, another thing in Amsterdam you know she says look at you you're all uh high as kites says, but it's legally issues so don't think you you're with it because obviously it's legal so it's normal and and each city she said something about which is different this time as well
1: after being to that many, <clears throat> Ooh, excuse me, frog in my After being to that many shows, uh, is there a section that absolutely stands out to you that you think, yep, yeah, this is the bit, this is the moment, this is the highlight of the entire show? Uh,
7: there's a couple, actually. Uh, I mean, lift to tell, lift to tell. There's, there's not a dry out eye in the house. Even I, I normally have ice cubes. I don't cry. If it, it struggles to get an ice cube out there, I had a tear. I wondered what it was leaking out of my eyes. You know, there was like water well, running British, down my face. You know, yeah, you're, you're yeah, not renowned egg, for egg, your tears, egg, are you? Eggs. Well, there wasn't a dry dry eye in there. Mm. And then I've got to say, hung up. Wow. She does the original hung up. She mixes it in, but then she turns it into the original hung up. And the crowd goes mental. And I mean mental. So, uh, and then also, I, I have got another one, mm, Bad Girl.
1: That's where her daughter plays the piano, isn't Mercy
7: it? Mercy comes up, yes. Mercy comes up and she plays the piano. Uh, mm. And she does Bad Girl and she does it so well. Because obviously she's never done it live before.
1: Well, we've been waiting for years, so it's it's quite a treat that she's singing it. I've got to say, um, I'd love to ask, what's her voice sounding like, and how's she looking up close?
7: Right. Oh, do you know, I love the Queen. I really love her. I really do. I'm sorry about this. Her voice is outstanding. Last night, there was a few little bits where I could tell she was a little bit croaky, but what do you expect after all the shows she's just done? And... I love the fact I could hear that because it means she's live. Yes. You know, uh, and because if, you, if you're further back, the screens are slightly out and somebody was saying to me, is she miming? So then I showed them one of my videos and they was watching her mouth and the screen and the screens are slightly out. So anyone watching it on the screen could think, I've got to say,
1: Richard, I, I went to Charlie Puth in Sydney not long ago and the screens were out of sync as well. It's rather yes. disturbing, isn't it? Why can't they fix that?
7: Anyway, it is, it is because obviously you're looking at it and from a point of view, you've paid all that money. You're thinking, are thing in live or not? Yeah, so yes, yeah. I, I, t- I totally get that. But you could even tell with some of her actions when she was dancing, her, her hand was up in the air live, but on the screen it was just going up. Yes, yeah. So uh, so a voice, yes. Now, the other thing, bless her. I mean, oh, I hate saying this, I really do, but I could send you some pictures. Her arms are looking a little bit aged. Her arms. But she looks, yes. Because she was so toned and muscle. She yeah. was so fit. It's like, it's, it, it's like a man. A man who's been ripped all his life. As he gets older, his skin mm. starts to sag a little bit. Mm. Mm. But do you know what? She embraces it. She absolutely embraces it. She looks phenomenal. And I am not just saying that. These pictures that you've seen in the press and stuff, you look at my life pictures. They're life pictures. They're not edited. They're not filtered. They are Madonna.
1: And she certainly seems to be owning that stage too, doesn't she? Like I said, my, my perception is that the first few shows, I was like, "Whoa, she's she's quite frightened. I could almost see her shaking a bit like she did at the Oscars back in the 90s. Could see that little shake happening. Um, but she certainly is relaxed into it if the, the most recent clips are anything to go by.
7: Yes, yeah. Now, now, when I saw the first one, she came on and she looked really happy to be on, but then the sound went and it, I think it threw her out She stood there for a good fifteen minutes talking to us, which most artists would have left the stage. She stayed on that stage and talked to us, and and it threw her out for the night. You could see that because of because I've seen so many and I've seen so many opening nights as well, Uh, and it just sort of threw her. And then the second night she came on really late because there were sound issues again, and she wanted it right before she came on. And then obviously she was cut short. She finished on rain. Uh, The fourth night was the night when I noticed she'd settled into it. And that was the Wednesday night in London. And then by the time I'd gone to Berlin, she was loving it. She's having so much fun, isn't she? Do you know, you can see she is. On some tours, you can see she's doing it. It's a bit of a chore. But on this one, you can see. And the more I watch the show, the more I get the story. I mean, I understood the story and I understand it. But the more I watch it, the more it sinks in, and it's even at the end, everybody's going on about the end of the show is so abrupt and and it's just like you don't expect it to end there, but now i've seen the show, I do expect it to I get it you know what is
1: that the, the, i I keep hearing this criticism of the last three songs and it's abrupt and all of this sort of stuff. What do you get that the rest of us don't
7: right well well she's coming on uh, and some nights, she adds a little bit of music in it. Some nights, she doesn't add music in it. That's in both. Uh, and Celebration, which you would think she would do massively, she doesn't. It is just a clip of Celebration. But it's bitch and Madonna she ends on. Mm. And it's like all the other dancers come on dressed as Madonna. I'm sure you've seen the pictures and everything. But the more you watch the show and the more it sinks in, which I'm sure people will when they watch the video and everything, she's more or less saying, this is me bitch, I'm Madonna, and then she just goes off. Yeah, and, and it's almost and, designed and to be quite subtle. Yes. It took me a couple to get it, but then when I watched it again and again, because I was thinking the same. I was thinking, that can't be the end when I first watched it. But now I've watched it, you know, numerous times and, and loved it. It's like, I know why she does it now, because it's like, bitch, I'm Madonna, this is it for now.
1: Almost like a dot, dot, dot to be continued.
7: Yes, and they also explain to us what the, the frame stands for. The frame, frame is a window. No, the frame that she sings up in the air in, and then David comes, have uh, you the frame? It's like a big picture frame, big square, and she floats in it.
1: Oh. She a ray of
7: light in it. I've
1: seen it. I didn't realise it was a picture frame. I so thought she was floating around in a box.
7: <laughs> well, it's actually a window. Right. And it's a window from the past to the future to the present. Right. And it's taking you through the window and it's taking you from her past to to the present. And then the future is David up in the window because that's her future.
1: She, right up to Rebel Heart, was just dancing her ass off. And it was only recently that somebody told me, and I still don't know if it's true, that she had a full-on hip replacement What's the movement like? Because she's always been so known for being, as you said, athletic, but yeah. also so bloody brilliant as a dancer. Like maybe, you know, people say she's not technically perfect. For me, she always has been. She is the yes. best dancer. She, What's the dancing like on this particular tour?
7: Right, right. The, the, she's very, very smart with this. She's top-half dancing. A lot of her dancing, if you watch it, you don't even realise the dancers are dancing round her, and she's doing the top half of all the moves. Yeah, yeah. And her, her bottom half is not moving as much as it used to. There's none of the uh, when when she do you, used to do the kicks, the leg kicks, and everything. There's none mm-hmm. of those, which mm-hmm. I missed because I've seen it on you see it on them all. But it's 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 that cleverly done. You will think she's danced her ass off watching it.
1: It still looks as energetic. Yep, got it. Oh,
7: uh, listen, she's on chairs. She does, you know, uh, references to keep it together. Because there's, there's lots of Easter eggs in this. And and when you see, the more you see it, the more you see things. It's like, you know, the front stage is like the cake. You know what uh, uh, Brittany chairs. and uh, Christina was on. And then... Oh, sorry. Again, and that she was on at the first
1: MTV Awards.
7: Y- yes, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, because the, they used it twice, didn't they? Yep, yeah, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's... Uh that there's all the way through you see little, little little Easter eggs everywhere, you know, and you and then the chairs come on uh and she does open your heart, but then she walks on the chairs like she did on Keep It Together. Mm. Uh and and there's all these things and I've noticed something different every show. And I thought, what else is there from his spot?
1: And it is really lovely how she's doing mainly the original tracks. Like I love hearing erotica in its original form. Oh,
7: oh that, it it's amazing. I mean, and so <laughs> The, uh, normally, at a show, there's a toilet break. You know, everybody knows it. There's a toilet break at every show. Uh, I, can't, I can't tell you where the toilet break is. You're just going to have to stand there and hold it until the end of the show.
1: <laughs> is that why so many people in the audience are cross-legged? Now I understand. Yeah, definitely. Um, Richard, you're, you're stalking her. I've said that in one of our previous podcasts, so I'll make that joke again. You're stalking her across the, uh, North America really soon because she's finishing up the european league she's heading over there are you looking forward to the north american tour and do you expect her to make any changes
7: do you know what's quite funny is a few people have asked me that one change i really hope what happens is there's a tour book i hope a tow book comes but I, I can't see it now uh a few people have said that but I think the songs fit in so well with her journey, I don't think she can. I was over the moon, she dropped Frozen. I was over the moon, she dropped Frozen, because I think it had brought it down, the energy down, and rain fit in so perfectly. Now, that's one thing I think they might change. They might change the the backdrops and everything, because everything is for Frozen. Uh, She does rain, but the backdrops are Frozen. So, you're so,
1: thinking that the, the show will remain pretty much substantially the same. What about her look? Because I know she debuted this different hair recently. I don't know if she's well.
7: she Well, she's had three different corsets as well. Oh. So, uh, the corsets, what she wears on Vogue, I've noticed three different ones. The first one on the first night was a black one and it had like a, a fringe around the bottom of it. And then she's got two like silver ones, two, two like really bejeweled ones as well, so slightly different. And also the ray of light, there is two suits for that, what I've noticed as well. There's one what's silver and it's all mirrored. And then the other one is like a, a grey mirror. Uh and it's not just the lights on it, because I've like, you know, I've been close enough to know to sort of see it. But she's so she has got different things. She's got. The wigs. I think I must have seen 50 wigs. There's that many wigs. But,
1: uh, if you don't mind me saying, Richard, there's a few wigs I've noticed that haven't been particularly flattering.
7: Yes. Uh, and that's your, you, you're talking about Bad Girl. Maybe. Uh, when she's
1: but, singing Erotica, maybe, I'm thinking. I haven't yeah, been to Well, Erotica, well,
7: like Bad that. girl's the same one. Right. Uh, right. And w- w- without being, because, you know, I, I can't really fault her, but I don't think it is the, the best wig. You know, we've seen drag queens with better wigs. It just looks like it needs they,
1: a brush. Every, and I'm not, believe me, I'm the last person in the
7: world. You know, I've got. Do, do you know, I, 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 I agree with you. I totally agree with you. But I don't, th- they don't look like the real air. And I think that's a problem because oh. she has the hood up. When she oh. first comes up, she has a hood up and she takes the hood off. And I think yes. it sort of, it, 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 it moves it. And then obviously, because it's not real air, it stays. Got it, got it. Okay, look. Although I'm not an hairdresser or a wig expert.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you and I are one in the same there. Yes. Um, You've got four more to go, I know that, but I think that you've been to enough shows to answer this final question, if that's okay. A lot of people predicted that this would be disaster, that with everything... That we saw before this tour, even before she fell seriously ill, it looked like she was on a road to destruction. She didn't look like the Madonna of old. She was behaving what many people believed to be very strangely. So people predicted this tour was going to be a dog's breakfast. Totally agree. Well, that's what people thought. Tell us what is what's the for someone who's been to as many shows as you have. What is the legacy of the Celebration tour?
7: We've got Madonna back. She back. Oh, that brought a little tear to my eye. We've got Madonna back. Yeah. Gone of the days of her being, hanging around with these, <laughs> sorry if there's any fans out there, these stupid kids who think, you know, smoking weed and making silly videos. I mean, at one point, I thought Madonna's TikTok should have been, not a TikTok, a TikTok and her Instagram should have been taken off her. You know? <laughs> a bit like uh, Roseanne Barr. Yeah, yeah. And it, it was a case of, like you say, self-destruction. I think what she's done is uh, – I don't know if they're, they're going to do the movie, what she wanted to do, and I think this is a replacement of it, and she has put her heart and soul into it, and we have got Madonna, what we all love and loved, back.
1: Couldn't have said it better, Richard. That's, as I've watched it, it's like, you know what, she's showing them all why she's such a bloody star again because she's doing what yes. she does best. She has accepted – And I think for the past five years, we haven't seen Madonna really reconciling who she is, where she's at. Um, But here, she's very much even adapting dance routines, uh, adapting the songs. And this is acceptance. So she's doing her best work again.
7: Madonna's doing Madonna. And I love the references to when the girl with the mask comes on. Have you seen those? Uh, No. Right, there's a, there's a girl with a mask that comes on and it's a rubber face mask and that's Madonna's inner self. And oh, she, when she and does she, um,
1: Like a Virgin. Or on the uh, baby, Like a Virgin. Yeah. Yes, yep. yes.
7: Yeah, well, 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 that image appears throughout the show at different, different stages oh. and she frees Madonna and she frees Madonna of her anxieties and of her inner self and she keeps saying she remembers who she was and that's where she's gone back to.
1: It's a beautiful sentiment, that's for sure. I tell you what, Richard, you are so easy to talk to.
7: Thank you. I told you it'd be more than just two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my you've got fault me on my well. favourite subject. <laughs> All right. Well, look, you
1: you go back to you know your pop up shop or wherever you're heading, and tell Neil he has my condolences. Well, up until a point, besides the steps fiasco, um, but it's been absolutely delightful talking to you and you enjoy that North American leg of the Celebration Listen, Tour.
7: I, I appreciate, I appreciate the time you're putting in with me as well because we are all fans and I'm not the biggest fan out there, I'm sure, but, you know, everybody's a fan in their own right, so I do appreciate it as well.
1: Oh, Richard, you must be. I mean, what, let's. what's the figure again, 105?
7: 105, yeah.
1: I, I'd like to hear from the person who's been to more than 105 shows. Give me a break.
7: Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think one of my claims is I think last night in that theatre there might have only been me and Madonna, who's been to every tour. <laughs> and you're probably right. That's why it's so funny. Yeah, well, I-, I told David that, you know, and I told him how many shows and he was absolutely amazed and, like, he had his picture on the stage with me. So what I actually got on like? the stage last night. I was on the stage. Get out. What, what were the kids yes. like do you know, absolutely grounded and lovely. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't believe how, if it sounds really bad, but how normal it was.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it's reasonable to think they'd be spoiled and out of touch and all of that, but they weren't.
7: No, definitely not. No, nope, no. Nope. Mercy James was, she was gorgeous inside and out.
6: Mm, mm.
7: She really was. And I'm, I'm, I'll be honest with you, I'm one of those people who are not a fan of the children on stage because they haven't come to see the kids.
1: Yeah. yeah and I yeah.
7: know that's, like, quite controversial to Madonna, but I've come to see her. I don't want to see her kids flaunting around. But, do you know, they are fitting so well and it's not like these are my kids, they're part of the show.
1: Yes, they've done it really respectfully. I mean, you haven't come to see the Partridge family or the Osmonds, as you say, so, <laughs> yeah, I can understand the hesitation. But I'm so glad you got to meet them and confirm what comes through in the videos, which is that they're really lovely, lovely people.
7: I, I, I was honest to God, it blew me away how grounded those kids were and how they were quite happy to dance along with you and chat to you and you know, it, it was just, it was surreal. It really was. It was a surreal moment, and and there was lovely. There was there was not not one ounce of them was like they are better than us. You continue having
1: those surreal moments, Richard, all right? Because, I mean, you deserve it. You're a huge Madonna fan, and, you know, she's had a lot of tours, but she doesn't tour that often, so you are absolutely in your element. Enjoy.
7: Thank you very much. Thank you. And you have a good day too, or a good evening.
1: You're listening to Time to Talk extension is out the extended mixes it was released on december 8th and we're dedicating about five minutes to it why maybe less by the way why because that's
6: all it deserves is what i have to say mark how are you um i'm okay i'm 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 actually dubbing it extension to be honest (laughs) extension oh that's harsh (laughs) but sort of deserved right oh i i you know, I, I actually pumped myself up to, to really, really give this one a go at enjoying. Um, I listened to the disco one yesterday, and I, I quite like the disco one. I could, it's not amazing, but um, I, th- I thought it worked quite well for disco. But I got in the car this morning and put Spotify on and headed off to the dog park, and I'm like, this is crap. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Look, uh, and forgive my voice. As usual, I think I've said on this podcast for the past month, I'm not well. I feel. Oh, me neither. I've
6: had COVID this week. I've been off work for the whole week. It's been. It's it's, it's going around, and it's been my birthday as well.
1: (laughs) Oh, you poor thing. That's not a good birthday present at all. Um, (laughs) I can come and jab you with something if you want. Yeah. Look, I just the only thought that's in my head as I listen to this from beginning to end, is why? I just don't understand. I love a remix album, Mark. I love a remix
6: album. I would have have loved it if they had just put this aside and done um, Tension, the remixes. I've really enjoyed the Tension song remixes and and that whole, and not even just Tension, Padam and that um, Hold On To Now one. They've had a Mm -hmm. really nice 90s throwback Vibe. And I, I would have actually even loved that as as a release, even if it was just five or six of the same song over and over. Like, I would have preferred that to an extended version of this album, quite honestly.
1: Exactly. Like, I just I don't understand the whole point of extending the song. I mean, all it does is interrupt my brain, if I'm honest, because you're about to sing along with the part you know and then it goes somewhere else and not even in a satisfying different way. It's just like... It literally is what it says on the box. I have to hand it that it's extension. It's an extended mixes. They're just the same songs with a little bit of extra beat shoved in there. I just think, why? Why have you done it?
6: But I, I would have even expected the '80s sounding songs to have to have lent itself to the extended vibe, and and they really didn't. They were actually the worst of of all of them, particularly um, what is it the Thing, thing you do for love, yeah. Like at, at like one minute forty one after the after the first chorus and it goes into its next instrumental bit. The the vocal just cuts dead. Like if if you go back and listen to it, like it doesn't transition well in any way. It just cuts dead, and then there's a part towards the end of it where it sort of does another transition into something. And I swear to God, it sounds like it was done with two with two cassette players. It's just awful. I did hear some of the clunkiness
1: in the mixing myself, actually. i only listened to it two or three times, but I can hear that too. But look, let's just really quickly pull out some highlights, if there are any here. I didn't mind uh, the green light extended mix. I thought that was
6: not too bad. I didn't mind that one either, actually. Um, I thought it had a nice intro and it, it 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 felt like that's how you would see it in a tour, that particular one.
1: And I don't know if it's deliberate, but when Vegas High came on, I thought, hang on, they've got Can't Get You Out of My Head on this? Because the intro, again, I'm going to go back and listen, I'm still familiarising, but there, the the opening beat of Vegas High reminded me of Can't Get You Out of My Head.
6: Uh, I'll have to go back and have a listen to it. I, I didn't get that at all, to be honest with you. But you know I don't I don't, I don't like that song at all. So, that, so I was never going to like. By the time we got to that song, I was, I was not open to, to, to that song. I don't like yeah. it at all. <laughs> if you
1: don't like the song, you certainly don't want a longer version of it. No. I understand that. Actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna toy with copyright. Listen to this.
6: I, I thought that hands was a complete mess. It <laughs> um, was odd. Um, it was really odd. It, it, it just it didn't flow at all. Um, I, I didn't mind bits of um, one more time. There are thousands of people across the
1: planet, especially in Kylie world, who are saying, what a pair of miserable so-and-sos before Christmas. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm
6: right. um,
1: sorry, we call the spade a spade. Um, and I'll tell you, we, I've, I've asked the question why, now I'm going to answer it, typical me. It's 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 brilliant in terms of marketing. Like oh, she's <laughs> Like, think of the streams, Mark, that are soaring because of the Christmas Kylie aspect and that happens every year. They're soaring and this will just push her up into um, total different territory. We might even see up to 28 million streams per month
6: by the end of December. It, it's totally designed to, to get plays, but I'm sorry, I'm not giving you 80 bucks for it.
1: Yeah, I'll leave you with this too that the yet another vinyl is out. Extension, the extended mixes features extended versions of all 11 tracks from the album on neon pink and green splatter clear double vinyl in a gatefold sleeve. Wow, that's a, <laughs> you'd have to be a real collector to get your hands on this one. I know many of you have and uh, you can I, leave I've... me a voice message.
6: I've been toying with it all week, and, and after hearing it, it's like, I am never going to play this in my lounge room. It's like, I, I don't want it. So...
1: <laughs> like, yeah, we really... I'm listening to us, and we are really miserable, but that's fine. That's what this
6: show's all about. Hey, Mark. All right, I'm, I'm going to add one more thing to it. It looks like the She-Hulk on the front cover of it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
1: I saw you write that, She-Hulk, and then I looked at the cover and thought, yep, yeah, (laughs) she does look like she's transitioning from woman to monster, I agree with you. (laughs) (laughs) Mark, it's been a pleasure as always. All right, I'll speak to you later. Well, as always, it has been a pleasure spending some time with you in the fortress. Now, right here in the box... On my desk I have all of the names of the people who have rated our show over the past several months since we've been running the competition for the prize of which I can't see in front of me but it's not far away it's a red two-heart vinyl so hand into the box and the winner is it's Mark from sydney congratulations mark well earned i I think he just wanted it more didn't he mark had many entries in there because he wrote reviews and he rated us congratulations mark please reach out to us mark we need your address details so that we can post the prize out to you merry christmas everybody happy december isn't it fun to give things away i hope that we can reconnect again really soon but for now you stay safe